Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Sports Radio 93.7 The Fan, welcome into the show, Pittsburgh. Tuesday night, Kale Berger here with you. We got Joel Nelson behind the glass. It is election night, but you're not going to hear any politics on the show here tonight. Though you will hear about arguments and frustration and some people feeling like very big figures in this town are simply not getting it done or not doing the job they were hired to do. You know, that kind of stuff. But it is election night. Hopefully you went out and uh, practiced or exercised your civic duty. If not, you know, that's fine too. I don't care. I do want to put this out there as something that I want you, the listeners, to call, to tweet. I want your opinion on this. I remember hosting last year around this very time. I think it it was not exactly election night. It might have been the day before or the day after election day. So a Monday or a Tuesday or a Monday or a Wednesday. And the topic we did last year which 93.7 The Fan personality would make the best president? And, you know, people threw out Bob Pompiani. Uh, Jim Colony was a very popular choice. I'm not sure that anyone picked Joe Starkey, probably for good reason. We love Joe, but probably a wise choice. Here's the topic we're throwing out that I want you to call in when you feel when you feel inclined throughout the night. Pittsburgh sports figure, individual, could be a player, could be a coach, could be someone adjacent to Pittsburgh sports that would make the best elected official. Current, former, anything. Who do you think would make the best elected official if they held public office. Steelers, Pirates, Penguins, Pitt, whatever you think. 412-928-9370. So if you have one that jumps to the front of your mind and you want to get that off your chest, I would love to hear from you. You can also tweet me at Kale underscore Burger. We got a great show planned for you here tonight. We got two great guests coming up a little bit later in the show. At 640, we're going to be joined by Mike DeFabo of The Athletic. Of course, it was a Tomlin Tuesday, and the Steelers haven't played since last Thursday night. But that does not mean that there is not a ton of stuff to dissect and discuss uh, with regards to the Pittsburgh Steelers. And we'll dive into the biggest topic of the day coming up here in a second. We'll also be joined by George Michalowski of Pittsburgh Sports Now, does an outstanding job covering Pitt basketball in this town, really college basketball in general as he heads up uh, the Portal Report, which uh, is an outlet that tracks the transfer portal. So important to have an outlet like that that is doing that kind of dirty work in today's era of college basketball. But a huge win for the Panthers last night. They won by 48. I know it was North Carolina A&T, but still, Bub Carrington, point guard, freshman has a a triple-double in his first ever college game. 
a triple-double. Just the second ACC freshman to ever do that. So we'll talk about some pit basketball with him. The impressive showing last night. What is that as a bearing on the rest of the season? Is that just a flash in the pan against a pretty poor team, which statistically is pretty much one of the worst in all of college basketball? Or is this a sign that it's more of a, a reload job by Jeff Capel, and we're going to continue to see this program ascend like we saw them do last year? But we're going to dive into what Mike Tomlin had to say earlier here today. We'll talk about some pit basketball on the show here as well. And I feel like this is required that we have to do this every week, or at least when I jump on the air here once a week or so. But how are we feeling about Kenny Pickett at this current moment? And Mike Tomlin had something to say about that earlier today as well which is kind of the way I've been feeling about Kenny Pickett, and I'm curious if you feel the same way out there. But the big topic of the day, of course, has been Steelers wide receiver George Pickens. Once again, outwardly, publicly showing his frustration on Thursday night. A lot was made about him not celebrating with Deontay Johnson. It had been 100-and-something catches since he had had a touchdown, and George Pickens felt... Uh, it was better off for him to show his displeasure of not getting the ball himself than celebrating with his teammate. That leaked into the following days as, you know, sleuths on social media were able to determine that Pickens had unfollowed the Steelers and many in the Steelers organization on social media. Uh, George Pickens went on to respond to that and then promptly added all the Steelers content and followers to his social media pages and acted like everyone was making a big to-do about nothing, and that everyone was blowing everything out of proportions, even though this was something that he physically took time out of his day to do. Well, Mike Tomlin was asked about George Pickens, if his frustrations are warranted, and how he handles, massages, tries to deal with, and remedy the frustrations of a young wide receiver. Here's what Mike Tomlin had to say. That's just everyday business. You got a dynamic guy. He dictates oftentimes that it's two-on-one football. And so it's an 11-on-11 game. When he's getting that type of attention, a guy like Deontay is going to have an opportunity to have volume catches, going to have an opportunity to have a light box, and your run game is going to have an opportunity to be effective for. Man, we appreciate his talents. We respect what people do to minimize his talents, but we function as a collective. And there's some benefits for our collective when people make the type of commitment that they made recently to try to minimize his impact on the game. That has been pretty clear since Deontay Johnson returned to the lineup from his hamstring injury. Teams have still treated George Pickens like the number one wide receiver. It has opened things up for Deontay Johnson. He has been able to eat in those one-on-one -on -one opportunities. Kenny Pickett has found him. It has resulted in touchdowns. It has resulted in big performances from Deontay. And George Pickens has not been able to produce, at least at the rate that he has early in this season or in previous opportunities last year. We have seen those opportunities dwindle for George Pickens no more than what we saw Thursday night on Thursday Night Football when he had, what, one catch, I think, for like two yards or something like that and did have an opportunity for a touchdown catch, ruled out of bounds, looked like he had an opportunity to drag his feet and end up scoring that touchdown and that opportunity. Nevertheless, he was not able to capitalize there. The Steelers were not. And that was the stat line for George Pickens. But here's what else Mike Tomlin had to say about his second-year wide receiver who continues to display his frustration publicly. George express any frustrations to you over the course of the season? Heck yeah, man. He expresses frustration all the time, man. He wants to be significant. He wants to be a reason why we're successful. Man, y'all don't begrudge that. I want guys who want the football. I want guys who want to be central reasons why we're successful. You know, that's a non-issue, to be quite honest with you. How do you coach a young player like that? Like breathing. It's easy. I know it's a cute story for you guys, but it is a pebble in my shoe, to be quite honest with you, in terms of the things that I have to do in an effort to get this group ready to play this week. Our focus is on the Green Bay Packers and what we're all going to do in this football game, and I can't state it any plainer than that. It's like reality television, the way you guys follow social media and write stories about it. 
So there's a lot of things to unpack with this George Pickens situation, all right? Number one, let's start with Mike Tomlin there. He's blaming the media for blowing this out of proportions, for us making something much bigger than it is, for overreacting to this and reading the tea leaves of social media. We are living in the year 2023. That is how professional athletes communicate, get their point across, express themselves, and unfortunately, George Pickens is not the last guy to do these stupid, petty things on social media. He certainly will not be the last because for professional athletes that now have more platforms and opportunities to make their themselves and their opinions and their thoughts known than ever before, they still feel like that is a, you know, cutesy, coy way of showing that they're pissed off, okay? But we see it in the NBA, we see it in the NFL, we see it in a number of sports, Guys do this all the time, okay? And the reason why we read into it is because it is a clear demonstration by the player. It is a clear acknowledgement by the player that they are not happy. And in an era where, you know, the access to the professional athletes from a media standpoint is probably not what it was 10 years ago, 20 years ago, this is our look from the outside world into the mindset, the demeanor of, these players. And regardless of Mike, if Mike Tomlin thinks this is a story or not, we have seen it from players on this very team, in this very organization. Antonio Brown did similar petty things. Okay? We have seen Le'Veon Bell, who gets completely, I think, lumped in, wrongfully so, to disgruntled players like Antonio Brown and others when... Nothing he did was nearly as bad or or anything resembling the types of things that Antonio Brown and others have done. Regardless, this is how guys act. And it is the job of the media, just like it is the job of Mike Tomlin as a head coach, to go out there and make sure his team wins football games every week. The job of the media to have a pulse on the team and to relay to the general public what is going on. And whether he likes it or not or wants to admit it or not, in the year 2023... That is a pretty good indication that someone is unhappy when they do something stupid and petty like that. That is the second part of this equation. If you're George Pickens, and I know, like I said, people have been doing this for a long, long time with social media, that doesn't make it any less stupid. Because then he goes on social media after everyone writes a story about it and everyone talks about it and says, you know, you guys need MedExpress or something like that. He's like, you guys need to get, you know, checked out for overreacting to this thing. Dude. You're the one who did it looking for a reaction. Do you understand like the how tedious of a process it is to have to go through your phone and on Instagram and like delete or archive all of your Steelers posts and then go through your followers list or search up all the people you want to unfollow associated with the Pittsburgh Steelers and unfollow each individual one? That's at least a five to ten minute process. So this is something that he took time out of his day to do because he wanted to send a message. He wanted to get the message out there and across that he's annoyed and frustrated. Okay, so don't act like we're all overreacting. Dude, you took the time to do this. A very tedious, time-consuming process. But George Pickens thinks, like Mike Tomlin, that everyone is overreacting to his own actions. We also have eyes. We can see when George Pickens is frustrated on the sidelines. We can see when George Pickens is not celebrating with his teammates or showing his disgust and not getting the football. He has been visibly unhappy. He didn't celebrate with Deontay Johnson after that touchdown and decided to sulk instead. And then he goes this past week and unfollows the Steelers and others on social media. It's easy to read those tea leaves. It is easy to connect the dots with that one. But here's the thing that I think that a lot of people are overreacting with this whole situation. As much as people want to point this out as a red flag and people want to immediately point to the worst case scenario of what could happen and George Pickens could become because it's not like they're, this is the first time a receiver in the NFL has ever been frustrated or unhappy. It happens every year and at least sometime in history it's happened to every team. And I will concede that the scars in this town might be deeper than anywhere else in the NFL. 
this town is scarred, this fan base is scarred by the saga that was Antonio Brown and the fall from grace that it has been. He was the best receiver in the NFL. He has the resume of a Hall of Famer. But it is shocking and ridiculous how quickly that all came crashing down where this high-flying offense with Antonio Brown, the best receiver in the league, went from that to, you know, he is then on the uh, Raiders and he's, you know, he's getting frostbite on his feet and then he's getting arrested for this and then he's getting charged with this and then he's on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and he's ripping his clothes off and he's walking off the field against the Jets. I mean... That all happened after he was in Pittsburgh, but there were things that made that a messy divorce here as well. I understand that the scars are there and that they're deep. But every time someone shows that they are unhappy or every time someone expresses their frustration, that does not mean that they're going to become Antonio Brown. So I think, first of all, as a Steelers fan base, we don't need to overreact to the idea that, unfortunately, a young immature, inexperienced receiver doesn't know how maybe to best or most healthy deal with his frustrations and not getting the football. Is that such an outlandish thing to say that maybe we should give the guy a break or let the guy grow into himself or maybe we should let the scenario play out before we paint him or cast him as the next Antonio Brown as we cast him as the next Diva wide receiver that's going to have a messy divorce. I see people on social media saying, oh, we better get rid of him now. What do you mean get rid of him? Like, what do you mean get rid of him? The guy is still very young, both in years and in his NFL career. Let's let the guy mature and develop and not run and cut bait at the first sign of adversity. I also kind of agree with Mike Tomlin in the sense that I like that he wants the football. I like that George Pickens is upset that he's not getting it and wants to make plays and be a part of the team. The Steelers are a better team when George Pickens is getting the football in his hands and making plays because I think that he is the best receiver on the team. They are better off when he is involved. And like Mike Tomlin always says, you'd rather say woe than sick him. I'm the same way with, with George Pickens. The fact that the guy is hungry for opportunities, the fact that he is maybe not in the most healthy way, but certainly is showing how much desire he has, how much he wants the football in his hands and to get those opportunities and, be, and have the ball thrown his way. I want that. That is encouraging to me. I want that competitiveness. I want that hunger, I want that drive, and I want that passion in my players. So I don't have a problem with that. That being said, it is not necessarily the most healthy or conducive way to go about it when the team is winning football games and you're still acting that way. Because ultimately, and I know that there are many things that guys need to get theirs, and I don't blame them for wanting that. Guys want second contracts. You know, guys want highlights. They want to feel like they are making an impact. They want to feel like they are contributing. Ultimately, though, there is also a money aspect of this, and I get that too. You're not going to get a good second contract if you're not getting thrown the football, regardless of how crazy your highlight plays are or um, what you do in the limited opportunities you have. The more opportunities you get, the more opportunities then you have to make plays and then down the road make money for yourself. I get that. But it is not a good look either when the team is winning football games, regardless of George Pickens is getting the football or not. The number one goal, the number one objective as a collective, as a group, should be, did we get the win? And the fact that you did, and then you're showing this visible frustration, is not a good look. I'll reiterate, the guy is not that old. The guy's in his halfway through his second year in the NFL. He's not a 10-year veteran freaking out. So let's let him mature and get through. But the other thing is this too. As much as it's petty for him to unfollow people on social media, maybe it's not the healthiest outlet to see him voice his frustration in this way. George Pickens has a point. He should be getting the football. And using him as a glorified decoy 
and just shrugging our shoulders if you're Mike Tomlin and Matt Cannon and everyone else and saying, well, they're going to double them. Guess we'll throw it to Deontay every play. That's limiting yourself. That's not doing a service to him. That's not doing a service to your quarterback, Kenny Pickett. And overall, that's not giving your football team the best opportunity and chance to win. One of my biggest gripes with Canada and the Steelers' offense in recent years is that they don't do a good enough job putting their best players in a position to succeed. We see that with so many other teams in the league that have these dynamic, great skill position players. They do an exceptional job of that. The Steelers do not do that enough. It would help their quarterback. It would help them score more points. It would do right by George Pickens, Deontay Johnson, and others. But they don't do that. Regardless of he's double teamed or not, there are ways you can scheme a guy open. You can find opportunities for a guy. This is not, they're not learning how to play football for the first time in their lives. Football wasn't invented two years ago. They've been doing playing this game at the professional level in the NFL for what, like 100 years? They celebrated the 100-year anniversary just a couple of years ago. And you see week in and week out with some of the best receivers in the NFL that the other team knows exactly what they're going to try to do. The other team knows exactly who they are and what they're capable of. And they still find a way to contribute because their offensive coordinators, their play callers, scheme up ways to get them the football even when all the attention from the opposing defense is paid on them. Tyreek Hill. Arguably the best receiver in the NFL. Mike McDaniel finds a way to get him the football and get him into space and let him do what he does best. The defense knows how dangerous he is. They are perfectly clear about how dangerous he can be. They still find a way to get him the football and let him produce because they know how good of a football player he is and they know how much it helps them when he is involved. Justin Jefferson, hurt right now, but still arguably also the best receiver in the NFL. You don't think that the Green Bay Packers and the Chicago Bears and the Detroit Lions in their division and then every other team that they face doesn't have a pretty good understanding of how good Justin Jefferson is? No, they do. But they still find a way to make sure that Justin Jefferson has 15 targets every game or to find a ways to get him open because that's remedial football. That is football at its most basic level, and the Steelers don't excel in that area. Let's take another one, for example, just to further prove the point. Travis Kelsey, Mr. Swift himself, the best tight end in the game, a future Hall of Famer, and the most dangerous weapon on the Kansas City Chiefs. Everyone knows they're throwing the ball to Travis Kelsey. But Andy Reid finds a way to get him the football. So as much as it might not be healthy the way that George Pickens is expressing himself, as much as Mike Tomlin doesn't think it's that big of a deal and just thinks that he should shut up and do his job and take double coverage and open things up for Deontay, as much as he thinks that the media has blown this all out of proportions, George Pickens has a point. George Pickens should get the football more. And that's an indictment on the offensive coordinator, the head coach, and at times, too, the quarterback, that he is not more involved. Because every other team in the NFL finds a way to get their best weapons opportunities where they can succeed and help that football team win. And George Pickens can do a lot more for this football team to help them win by drawing double teams and opening things up for Deontay Johnson. 412-928-9370. That is the phone number to call if you want to join the conversation here. I'd love to get your thoughts on this and how you feel about this George Pickens situation. I think there's a lot of blame to go around, clearly. I just outlined it there. They can nip this in the bud. Someone needs to step up as a leader and tell George Pickens how it is. He hasn't been conducting himself in the best way. I think fans are overreacting and, and labeling him the next Antonio Brown when that's way too premature and kind of offensive, I think, to me. Who would want to be compared to Antonio Brown? I mean, George Pickens hasn't killed anybody. Not that Antonio Brown has, but like what he has done, he's unfollowed people on social media and he has acted out and shown visible frustration on the field. He didn't kill anybody. Like he didn't do anything reckless or endanger the lives of people. He didn't commit a federal crime. I mean, all he's done is be pissed off that he didn't get thrown the football. A lot of people have done a lot worse, but everyone's acting like he is some menace to society. But also, there's some blame to go on the OC and others in this organization that he's not getting the football. Maybe he does have a point. 412-928-9370. We'll take your calls when we come back, and we'll talk to Mike DeFabo in about 15 minutes. 
Get his thoughts on this as well. It's Gilbert. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Fan. The Fan Text Line is brought to you by Edgar Snyder & Associates, a personal injury law firm where they always say there's never a fee unless we get money for you. You can also follow the fan on Twitter at 93.7 The Fan, brought to you by South Hills Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, Ram, and Peters Township. Or you can visit them online at southhillsjeep.com. Kale Berger back here with you. We're talking about George Pickens. We'd love to hear your thoughts on this at 412-928-9370. We're going to ask Mike DeFabo about this uh, coming up here in uh, about uh, five or seven minutes or so from now. So stick with us. Mike does a great job covering the Steelers for the Athletic. And uh, can't wait to get his thoughts on a number of Steelers topics right now. You know, this this George Pickens things right here, I think it really speaks to me about the importance of nuance. You know, nothing is black and white. Nothing is yes or no, this or that. There's nuance to everything, especially in the NFL. And, you know, while George Pickens definitely is probably not going about things the right way, I think we can say that. I certainly appreciate where he is coming from, both from a personal business standpoint, but also from a wide receiver in the NFL standpoint. As much as you want to do what you can to help the team win, to an extent, you don't want to just stand out there and and do cardio just so Deontay Johnson can catch touchdowns and passes on the other side. I mean, you are out there for a purpose. He wants to catch touchdowns. He wants to make plays. He wants to be a prolific wide receiver. He has a desire to be great. And that's what we constantly ask from our professional athletes is to have that desire to be great, to have that want, to have that passion. Is he channeling that in the right manner? Probably not. But it's still something that I appreciate from him. That being said, you know, his actions this weekend, unfollowing the Steelers and everybody on social media, had a clear purpose. Yet he wants to gaslight everyone and say, oh, you guys need urgent care. You know, you're, you're making this way bigger than it is. Then why'd you do it, bro? Like any other kid that acts out, misbehaves, they're doing it for attention. And clearly you wanted to get some kind of a point across that you are not pleased with how you're currently being utilized. To that end, he kind of does have a point. Every other successful offense in the NFL... They have a great skill position player. It could be a wide receiver, a running back, a tight end. And opposing defenses each week are going to find a way to eliminate that guy. The Steelers have tried to do that this season. You know, they did it with Cooper Cup against the Rams. They're going to try and do it with the best weapon an opposing offense has to offer. Sometimes it's going to work, sometimes it's not going to work. But that should be your goal as as a defense playing the game of football is to take away one of the key weapons on the other team. That doesn't mean that these other teams throw their hands up and say, well, 
they figured us out. They know we want to throw the ball to Tyreek Hill, so I guess we got to try something else. They know we want to throw the ball to Travis Kelsey. Guess we better try something else. They find creative, unique ways to scheme those guys open so that they still get their opportunities, while, yes, at times still serving the purpose of being someone that draws attention and coverage to open things up for others. But you still need to be able to utilize those guys because they wouldn't be there if they didn't have abilities and skills and the talent to help your football team win games. To not utilize those guys would be, mal- would be malpractice. And I think to an extent, that's what we do see from this Steelers offense right now is George Pickens is a very talented wide receiver. And they're not utilizing him. Instead, they seem to be just throwing their hands up and saying, oh, well, we'll try again next week when they need to be looking for the creative ways to get him involved and utilize him because he's a great weapon for their quarterback, for their offense, and it's only going to help them win more and more games. Let's go to Ryan in the car. He's got a solution for the Steelers. Ryan, how you doing? Thanks sir, for calling the show. Do, doing well. How are you, sir? I'm good. What's up? Good, good. Hey, uh, just um, you, I, I, I think you're right on with uh, George Pickens. Uh, I think left go, he's going to end up becoming another uh, Antonio Brown, uh, per se. Um, my, my concern is just stepping back and looking at the whole situation. Um, it, it just appears that the Roonies, uh, the where it starts, I believe, uh, with Coach Tomlin a, a quick second, uh, they're, they're accepting mediocrity. And I, I honestly believe if, if uh, Mr. Rooney isn't going to accept mediocrity, he needs to uh, have a, let's say, a come-to-Jesus meeting and say, all right, Coach Tomlin, your job is on the line, Kenny Pickett. If you're you're going to play one quarter, you're going to get a fourth of your pay. We're going to put Mitch Trubisky in. We're going to pay him for three quarters of the of the game. All right, Ryan, I I appreciate the call. Thank you. I get what you're saying, and I do think that they need to stop excusing the mediocrity they allow to happen and fester in this in this organization. Canada is certainly one of that. Uh, certainly, they're just acceptance of their recent results in the postseason or not even making the postseason, winning records and such, that certainly is accepting of mediocrity as well. But I think one of the things that could really help the situation, and I don't know if the Steelers have this right now, it's something that they had when they were a Super Bowl team, when they were a team that was competing for Super Bowls, you know, 15 years ago, and that was they had strong leadership in the locker room. Who are the Steelers' leaders right now? It's Cam Hayward. Who else is that vocal guy that you know is going to get in a young player's face, tell him how it is, and tell him to, to get in line and to put his frustrations aside or to set a guy straight? You know, back in the day, they had guys like Heinz Ward and Jerome Bettis on the offense that would do that kind of thing. I don't, they don't have those guys on the offense right now because it's a very young offensive unit. It's one of the youngest offensive units in the league. And the only other guy that I feel like really fits that build in that Steelers way on this team right now is Cam Hayward, and he's on defense. So what is he really going to be able to tell to a guy on the other side of the football? And there's, he's only one man. Right now, because they don't have those veteran leaders on the offensive side, and, and Allen Robinson had some you know, advice for him this week, but he's, you know, he's like a one-year rental guy. It needs to be on Mike Tomlin. And Mike Tomlin does have to have some tough love with George Pickens and tell him that's not how we act, that's not how we conduct ourselves. But he also needs to hear the young man and understand that he's kind of got a point. He does need to get involved more, and they're simply not involving him enough. 412-928-9370. That is the number if you want to weigh in on the George Pickens situation. we got to take a quick break right now. When we come back, we're going to talk to Mike DeFabo of The Athletic, get his thoughts on the George Pickens situation and more. The Steelers are 5-3 and three right now. And some people are saying that Mike Tomlin's a NFL Coach of the Year candidate. I don't know about that. We'll parse that out as well with Mike DeFabo coming up next. It's Kilbert. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal. So why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Around the fan. Welcome back into the fan evening show. Kale Berger here with you on a Tuesday night. It's election night. And if you want to uh, follow the... Uh, the politics and uh, the election process, the electoral process, you can go over to our sister station, 100.1 FM and AM 1020 KDK for all that. But we're talking sports over here, the escape from the world of politics and, and whatnot. And we're talking George Pickens right now. And, you know, maybe that is a case of politics, I guess. Maybe that is a little bit of drama that's currently going on right now. And when we want to parse things out with the Pittsburgh Steelers, there's only one man to go to. And that is Mike DeFabo of The Athletic, who joins us on the fan hotline right now. Mike, what's up, brother? Thanks for coming on the show. Kale, my pleasure. Thanks for having me, my man. Absolutely. So, Mike Tomlin, of course, spoke today as he does every Tuesday. Uh, one of the big takeaways from his press conference for me uh, was, you know, talking about George Pickens. And clearly he showed his frustration this week uh, on social media, unfollowing people, and then kind of gaslighting everyone and saying, no, you guys are all overreacting. And, and Mike Tomlin kind of said the same thing here today, but we've seen this guy visibly frustrated. Uh, this has been also a tactic that a lot of professional athletes have done with the unfollowing on social media and stuff. So he's clearly did that for, for attention. Uh, but as much as that's not a healthy way for him to express himself and his frustration, I really can't blame George Pickens because I like when a guy, you know, is hungry for the football, wants to be involved, wants to make plays, all that kind of stuff. And the Steelers haven't exactly done a great job of finding opportunities for him, most notably last uh, Thursday night against the Titans. What is your read on this whole George Pickens situation? I think it's a lot more nuanced than a lot of Steelers fans are making it out to be. Yeah, it, it really is a nuanced subject, Kale. And here's where I come down on it. I don't have a problem when a guy is very competitive and when he wants the football, right? Every wide receiver in the league has that mentality. And if you don't believe that you're the best player on the field, you're never going to be that. You have to be the one that believes in yourself first before everybody else. So, you know, I call it athletic arrogance, where I have no problem with a guy going out there thinking he's the best, thinking he deserves all these targets, because that's the only way you're going, going to get it. But for me, where it crosses a line is when the team wins. Right. So there was yeah. the instance last year where the Steelers are struggling to win games. They're two and six. You know, they're barely getting by. And they were beating the Atlanta Falcons. And George was visibly upset on the sideline in that instance and saying, give me the ball, give me the ball. You're winning the game, man. Like, and it's a similar circumstance here where the Steelers won the game. They threw the game winning touchdown to Deontay Johnson. And rather than celebrating with your teammate, you're upset that the ball didn't come to you. And then you, do all the things that you detailed, and I think gaslighting is the perfect word for it. And so, you know, like, I don't have a problem with a guy wanting to be a big part of things, but I do have a problem with a guy thinking, being upset about that and not happy that your team won. And at the end of the day, 
This is a team game. There's a lot of instances where George Pickens is drawing double coverage to create opportunities for Deontay underneath. There's a lot of instances where safeties are backed off to create lighter boxes to open up the run game. So it's just a matter of getting your two feet in bounds, getting a better connection with Kenny. So on those slant patterns that you missed, you're, you're catching those. And I also do agree that the Steelers can do a little bit more to, to make him a focal point of the offense. So I kind of think that everybody involved in it needs to take a look at what they can do to rectify the situation. Yeah, you know, and I look at George Pickens, and I see a lot of Steeler fans, you know, in, in my mentions, tweeting at the station here, everyone is so worried that George Pickens is the next Antonio Brown, and he's been labeled that just because he's shown a little bit of frustration in his first year and a half in the NFL. I think we need to take into account, remember, this guy's 22 years old. He's halfway through his second season. He was born in 2001. There's not a 19 in front of the year he was born. I mean, he's youthful, he's inexperienced, and he needs to mature. And, and that's the process of any young player in the NFL. I think, though, that like Steeler fans and, and you know every team has dealt with a wide receiver uh, being disgruntled, being upset. Every team in the NFL has dealt with that. I feel like the scars, though, are deeper in this town, given the Antonio Brown saga and stuff. But I think that's unfair to George Pickens to start labeling him that this early in his career. Let him figure it out. I agree with you there, Kale, because Antonio Brown is a very unique character, and there's a lot going on there outside of football as well. And um, if as long as George Pickens keeps his frustrations between the sidelines, you know, he's just – a wide receiver acting out, you know, and that's okay. But it's when you cross other lines that you become Antonio Brown. And and it is unfair to him to assume or to speculate that he's going to turn into something like that. I, I agree with you in that regard, Kale. I'll also say, though, that, you know, there was an entire generation of diva wide receivers, and George Pickens grew up idolizing those guys. Yeah, yeah. And last year, when, last year when we talked to him about his outburst in Atlanta – his response was, well, you see all the top wide receivers act this way. You know, you could find all the times of T.O. Or, or Randy Moss or whoever it might be acting in a similar way. So I, I think in a sense, George Pickens believes he's an elite top-tier wide receiver, and this is what elite top-tier wide receivers do when they don't get the football. But my problem is he may have the skill and the talent to be a top-five wide receiver, but he's not. And so he needs to, I think, go out and prove that he is this game-changing force and this guy that even when he's doubled, he can get the football and make a difference in the game before he can start acting as if he's one of these top guys that, that has earned the, the – you know, it, everything in life has to do with how good you are and what your actions are. It's on a sliding yeah. scale. The better you are, the more you get away with. And kind of to sum it up, as Mike Tomlin always says, I don't tr treat everybody evenly, but I treat everybody fairly. And so when you're uh, the top-tier guy and you're the best weapon and you're a guy like Antonio Brown, you get more leash. And in this instance, you know, if you're a second-year guy who's still trying to prove himself, maybe not so much. Yeah, you know, last thing on, on this George Pickens thing, and we're talking to Mike DeFabo of The Athletic here, and, and you mentioned this earlier that, you know, it is nuanced and everyone in this whole scenario has a little bit to blame here. I think what's so frustrating, you know, for George Pickens, definitely, but I think for probably Steeler fans as well is, you know, you see all these other teams in the NFL week after week. You know who the playmakers are. You know who the top targets are. Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, uh, Justin Jefferson. The defenses are trying to shut them down, and that's what we all know that they're trying to do, but the offenses still find a way to get them the football and get them involved. I don't think, and not to bring this you know, all back on Matt Canada, but there is a little bit of blame there, is you have to find ways to scheme opportunities open for your wide receiver, especially with a guy with his skill set. And it feels like right now that they're just kind of shrugging their shoulders and saying, hey, he's doing the dirty work of opening things up for Deontay and drawing double coverage. That should be enough. Yeah, there's definitely instances where they could do more, but there's also instances where the execution can be better. You know, they threw him a screen pass There's late Ken in the Kenny's game. to blame, too, as well. Yeah, they threw him a screen pass late in the game, which is what I, one of the things I would advocate for. I would say that's exactly what you should do to try to get the ball in your playmaker's hand and create yards after catch. But what happened on that play? Kenny was off target and ended up being a negative play. Yeah. I mean, that's a play that, that they should be repping and hitting on 100% of the time, that you're getting the ball, you're hitting them in the chest in stride, and he's able to go – run after catch 
he also had five targets, which isn't like nothing, um, mm-hmm. you know, and he also was unable to get two feet in bounds on what should have been a touchdown. Agreed. I actually feel like what we saw on Thursday is the closest to what this offense really should look like. And one of the things is George taking the top off the defense, Deontay working the underneath routes between the 20s, and then George scoring the touchdown. The only thing that was missing was George getting his second foot in bounds and maybe getting another target or two along the way. Um, but I, I think that that's, that's how this offense is built. And as much as George might want the football more, Deontay's also could complain that he's not getting uh, targets in the red zone. But you have to understand that these are different type of receivers. And if the Steelers collectively are going to win football games, not George Pickens score a bunch of fantasy points or Deontay Johnson rack up a bunch of yards and go to another Pro Bowl, if the Steelers are going to win football games, they're going to need both those guys doing what they do. And unfortunately, part of that is going to be George taking the top off the defense and Deontay collecting all those underneath routes. One of the things that Mike Tomlin uh, said today was he was asked about uh, Kenny Pickett's performance in the first three quarters of games. And he, you know, kind of comedically flipped it around and said, well, what's he doing in the fourth quarter? And that has been the debate in really in his career to this point with Kenny Pickett is he was not so good in the first three quarters, but man, he is one of the best in the NFL right now when it comes to making plays and going to win a game in the fourth. I kind of agree with Tomlin in the sense that at this early stage of his career, it's more encouraging to me that he is able to do that in the weighty moments than it is discouraging of what he is doing earlier in games and that that could be something that they can fix over time. Where do you come down on that and how much you you weigh the one versus the other? Well, I guess if you had to pick between the two, you probably would pick a quarterback that stands out in the fourth quarter because that's the reason why the Steelers are 5-3, and three, is they're able to keep the game close enough and then Kenny Pickett is able to work his magic in the fourth quarter. For me, it's almost difficult to even define or explain what's going on in the fourth quarter because when it happened a couple times, you could say, well, yeah, they're down by a couple scores and the defense is playing prevent and he's getting a bunch of easy completions or something like that. But when it's happened time and time again, and it's happened in situations when the defense is playing normal coverage, like, for example, against the Titans, the big throw to Deontay Johnson, that was press man coverage. That's something you would get any time of the game. That was not fourth quarter specific, but he's just, for whatever reason, he has it in the fourth quarter. And, and the stats are wild. Like one of the stats that I like the most is his, his percentage of uncatchable passes plummets in the fourth quarter. So he becomes more accurate somehow out of nowhere. After being one of the most inaccurate quarterbacks in the league, the first three quarter, quarters, he suddenly becomes more accurate. And so I think the Steelers really need to take a hard look at what is the reason for this. Are there, is it the way that they're calling plays? Is it the style of plays? Is it the pace and the rhythm of the offense getting into more of a hurry-up situation? Because um, whatever it is, uh, it's working, and they should do more of it. It's almost like supernatural, the way it's really unexplainable, the way that happens. But you're right, the Steelers are 5-3 and three in, in winning football games. Uh, Mike, last one here before I let you run for the night. Uh, Big loss for the Steelers on Thursday night with Cole Holcomb uh, being done. Mike Tomlin seemed to, uh, you know, brush it off in the sense of how they will or will not be able to overcome that. Just how good was Cole Holcomb before the injury, and do you think they'll be able to sustain through that injury with Landon Roberts and Quan Alexander? Well, you were already missing your leading tackler, Minka Fitzpatrick. Now you miss your second leading tackler in Cole yeah, Holcomb. True. And it's it's not just that you lost an inside linebacker. It's the style of inside linebacker that you lost. You know, they do have a big, bruising, traditional downhill guy in Landon Roberts. They have a guy in a very similar mold in Mark Robinson. But, you know, Cole Holcomb was the three-down guy, the guy that in passing situations he was on the field, the guy that uh, – I believe even the play that he got injured, he was in coverage um, on a wide receiver. Um, You know, those are the things that are very difficult to replace. So it's making that Quan Alexander signing look really good for the Steelers. One of the things that uh, Omar Khan and assistant GM Andy Weidel really put an emphasis on during this offseason was building quality depth at every position. And right now, here's a prime example where it's going to have to show itself. When you've got Minka out, you've got Cole Holcomb out. And depending on the status of Montrevious Adams, you could also be missing him. So 
The fact that the Steelers drafted well and their young rookies are playing well is big. And the fact that they went out and they made a lot of depth signings like Quan Alexander, I think are going to be significant. So, you know, I do like what Quan brings to that, to, to the, the defense and his ability to step in because of his skill set. But I'm also looking at it thinking uh, that all of a sudden he becomes a, a really indispensable piece of the defense that, you know, you better keep him healthy if you're going to have success in the second half. Mike DeFabo, check out all of his phenomenal Steelers coverage in The Athletic and uh, the Steelers put back in action on Sunday against the Green Bay Packers. And they'll be wearing block letters, did you, uh, or block numbers. Did you, did you know that, Mike? I did know that, and that's exciting. I, um, they, acted like, they acted like, uh, you know, Ben Roethlisberger's going to come back. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t 